All right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody to episode, I think we're at episode three of the Hermes Update podcast. I've decided, I've sort of decided, I kind of want to call it the Hermes Talks um, podcast. It's no, uh, I'm sort of transitioning out of the update thing into a more of a, <clears throat> uh, the podcast is progressing needless to say. Um, I'm hoping to get guests on soon and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, Hermes Talks is kind of where we're at at the moment, but I don't know, still subject to change. I'm not changing anything as of yet, but anyway, how have we all been? I hope everyone's been doing very well. Um, today kind of obviously going to go with the gist of how the podcast operates, real estate and esports. Um, so this week in real estate, um, what are we going to chat about for real estate this week? Well, um, interesting topic, um, agents, real estate agents and selecting a real estate agent. Now, um, I'm not the type of agent who's going to give tips and tricks and what's the best way to sell your house. The best way to sell your house is hire me and uh, I will get you the best price. But if you wanted to try other things, uh, be careful of agents. So um, as you know, last week when I, with the podcast, we discussed, uh, I was mentioning how the massive week was a head fuck with buyers making offers and games and stuff like that. So this week, um, with that listing, we decided to, uh, as, a, as a company, we gave it away, basically. We gave it to another agent for two weeks at the request of the vendor, of course. The vendor requested we give the, pod, the, the listing away. Um, he wanted to go to another agent who promised him a ridiculous amount of money for his property. So we said, sure, we're not going to touch the commission feel free to go with this other agent who has promised you the world. Um, and, uh, you know, we will, we will, um, we'll give you two weeks to, to figure out what you want to do with the listing. Um, and if you want to go another agent and get the ridiculous price, go for it. We're not going to stop you. We won't even take your commission. Um, so he's done that. Um, I think that happened on Friday or Monday. Uh, anyway, nevertheless, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, I get a phone call, uh, from the, one of the buyers that I've been working with saying, Hey Luke, um, we just had a call from this real estate agency and they've said $1.6 million will buy the property. I said, amazing. Are you going to put an offer in for that price? He goes, no, because I told them that I'm dealing with you and I will only sell the property with you. Um, and I've given you my best offer. I said, amazing. Thank you for that. Um, and he goes, I go, that's interesting though, that they're saying 1.6 will buy it because they've promised the vendor $1.7 million. Um, I wonder where that hundred grand drop has gone. He goes, I don't know. Anyway, I didn't really want to talk to them. I told him I'm dealing with you and good luck getting that price. Anyway, <clears throat> we go straight on the phone to the vendor. Hey, by the way, we just wanted to let you know, um, your agent that you've elected has now gone and said $1.6 million will buy the property. What happened to the 1.7? 
uh, and the vendor had no idea. Um, no idea, no idea. So it got me thinking, uh, like with the current marking market, you know, there's way less stock on the market this time, um, this at the moment than there was even this time last year. Um, and prices, they're, they're down overall, but they're still doing really well, right? Um, so it's just interesting when, you know, real estate agents, uh, you know, say we'll achieve this price in the next minute. They're like, they don't even try and get the price. They've like, they've dropped a hundred grand just, just like that. Uh, so it, I found that quite interesting and it goes to the, uh, the vendor mentioned like, oh, you know, I want to sell with uh, a local agent, um, because I think a local agent will be able to do things differently and get a better price. I said, no worries. Um, I, I am not a local agent. I sell everywhere. Um, and I sell for what the property is worth. If we can get more than the property is worth, by all means, I will do that. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm being hired and my job is to go, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, your property is worth X amount of dollars. Um, we have a, an offer right now for X amount of dollars. Uh, we should take it. Um, so I like to work with them, try and give them a bit more of a realistic expectation. And I'm finding because I'm not localized to a specific area, I'm not really having to worry about stock issues either um, because I'm finding that a lot of these agents that I'm not necessarily losing to, but um, you know, I'm willingly letting go. Um, like another agent I lost a property to because I was 2% plus GST. Um, the other agent was 1% including GST. And I said, I'm not working for free. Um, so I said, if you wanna, if they've promised you 1% including GST and they can sell it in two weeks off market, um, by all means, go and do that. And then before you put it on the market, come back to me because I'm gonna, I guarantee you I'll do a better job. Um, same with this property, local agent came in and said, we'll give you a ridiculous price. Um, and they couldn't do it, but they're desperate to get the listings. Um, I just listed another property in Hyatt. Um, I was 2% plus GST. The local agent was 1.5% including GST. Um, I got the listing. It's signed up. Um, if anything, I'm actually about to get the other property he has for sale. Um, and we've got a couple coming up in Bowen and stuff like that. So I'm not really feeling the pinch of a restricted market, given the fact that I also don't take on a heap of listings at the same time because it's too much work. Um, I take on one or two, maybe three at a time. Um, but I don't feel that pinch because I'm everywhere. Uh, these local agents that are suffering because there's no stock on the market and they are local agents. They don't know how to sell anywhere else other than in the area that they are, you know, in, they suffer. And so they, they stoop to levels that, uh, unfortunately make the whole real estate industry look bad, but they stoop to levels that even they know are wrong. Uh, and it happens. So if an agent, <clears throat> if you're looking at selling your house, and an agent comes through and you know promises you the world and you go, wow, we can get that. Or they just agree with everything you say um, and they're a local agent. Just 
get another opinion from another local agent or get an opinion from a, an agent that sells everywhere. Um, now given, you're probably not gonna know if they sell everywhere or not, but just ask them where do you sell. If they go, ah, focus on so-and-so suburb, um, <clears throat> then they're a local agent. And people ask me, where do I sell? I sell everywhere, mate. You wanna buy a house here? You let me know. You wanna buy a house there? Let me know. I've got a buyer from over here looking to buy over there. Let's talk, right? So it, it, it really works. It works well for me. I don't feel the pinch and I don't need to go lying to people and lying to vendors about what they can and can't get for their property because I don't really care. I'm here to sell you the property and we're gonna do a freaking amazing job. And if you wanna go stoop to those levels, Mr. Real Estate Agent, and if Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, you believe that shit, then off you go, I don't mind. Um, but yeah, that's um, a quick recap in real estate, not much. I've gotten into a bit of a groove this week with uh, work, getting my, um, making more phone calls and prospecting. I've got um, a potential listing coming up in uh, Bowen, um, McKinnon and Caulfield. So um, I've been working hard at getting things done and making phone calls. This week has been a bit of a grind um, and I'm, I'm starting a new routine from next week onwards where I'm going to get up in the morning, go to gym, come home, eat, shower and then make phone calls. So that'll be my like till 12 o'clock. Um, 12 o'clock have lunch and then the rest of my day will be for meetings, um, appointments, um, whatever, go to the office. So that's my routine that I'm going to be doing moving forward. Uh, it's a good, I hope it's a good routine. It should be a good routine. Um, and it, it's going to be able to, I think mentally, mentally it's going to be better, you know, health wise, it's going to be better. So, um, I'm looking forward to that new routine. Um, that's kind of it for real estate. That was only 10 minutes, unfortunately, guys. That was a short real estate update for the week, but hasn't been much going on. And the real estate part really isn't like most of the people I feel like listen to the esports stuff. It's real estate's just, it's my podcast. I'll do whatever the fuck I want, really. Um, but yeah, anyway, if you, if you are listening to this and you do listen to the whole way through, just, I think there's comment sections in Spotify or like there's a, the poll. Let me know. Um, ask a question and if you have any specific things you want me to touch on or, um, you know, the real estate part's boring and you just want esports and gaming, let me know, let me know, let me know. Uh, all right. Esports, gaming, team militia. So, um, this week we booted, um, Humbaka, Humbuka, Humud, I don't know. Anyway, just some kid that, uh, has been totally toxic and, uh, just not wanted in the team, um, always causing arguments, always fighting. And you know what? There's no place for that in team militia. And we don't have a place for that. We don't want that in our organization and our company. So um, I sent him a message saying, hey, um, you know, can you stop arguing and stop being so toxic? Um, otherwise, we're going to have to exit you from the um, from the team. And he replies back saying, I want to leave and um, left. So um, then he proceeds to go to Twitter and go left. Uh, let me bring up the tweet actually. <laughs> Leaving team militia 
um, on bad terms, they can get fucked. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, because <clears throat> we were about to kick him uh, because he was, uh, he was just very toxic and wasn't really wanted in the team. And then that was his response. Um, so I responded back with, uh, you were almost kicked from TM, actually, because you're toxic and negative towards everyone. Actually. But good luck with your future endeavors. My only suggestion is stop being toxic and you'll do fine. Um, he responds back with, blood. You make Fortnite podcasts. Said, lol, I actually don't. But that's okay that you got the information wrong as you default to being toxic. Hope you can learn and better yourself if you want to be involved in the Fortnite community as you won't last long in a respected organization the way you are. Have a good day. Um, so that was that. Was that. Um, he, yeah, what was his name again? Humbucker. I think he's got the picture of that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, he's just some toxic little kid. Um, no, um, 250 bucks, not that that even matters anyway. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, wasn't wanted. And unfortunately that's part of the, uh, part of what we have to deal with on a, not a daily basis. We at Team Militia actually look at who these people are and make sure they're a good fit for the brand and not a brand risk. Um, and unfortunately he was progressing to a, brand risk and um honestly he would have been kicked anyway um within the week i reckon because um myself and the owners uh were all kind of sick of him so um that happened um we are officially expanding into valorant so we have been in talks with a team um about bringing them on board and uh so that was good uh, we're still in talks because it's quite expensive to enter the Valorant world, especially that these guys want to um, do all these different boot camps and stuff like that. So uh, we're looking at Valorant. We've got a Valorant content creator that we're looking at um, working with also. And so that's that's good. And we've got so we've got two or three content creators that we're looking at in Valorant at the moment. One of them is a female, which is fantastic because there isn't zero female presence in this organization at the moment, and it's quite frustrating and annoying uh, because we need we need female talent. We want female talent. Um, <clears throat> it's good for the brand. Um, so yeah, we want we want that. So that's um yeah that that's what we've been looking at this week. Uh, I've been speaking to more investors. We're, we're chasing about a hundred thousand, hundred to $120,000 uh, investment on, um, on the team. So the way we've done it or the way I've done it is to break it up either as a monthly investment or a 12 month investment, uh, monthly investment over 12 months or an upfront investment. Either way you will get part ownership, um, of the company uh, in that what in that period of time, uh, so for the next three to five years, um, twenty five percent of profit generated from the company, and um, 
25% on your investment. So $100,000 investment, 25% on that is 25,000. Now that's like not a lot. And I'm thinking that's gonna be the downfall, but I can't guarantee, like the fact that I'm sort of guarantee, I'm not guaranteeing it, but the fact that that's what I'm expecting we can do is have a return on investment of 25% over five years in esports. Man, that's crazy. Every day you hear about these um, massive esports teams losing $2 million and costing money and stuff like that. Um, I think the owners are, uh, are really switched on with who we take on board and who how we spend the money. <clears throat> so um, I like part of me is backing on them and how like I have faith in what they can do uh, and how they're spending money and how they recruit talent. So that's that's um, part of why I even considered offering a sort of investment return on that. Because otherwise, it's just an investment and um, you own basically buy part of the company. So I feel like you can have your hundred, you have your hundred thousand dollar investment. Will give you twenty five percent profit um, on your investment. So you know your hundred thousand dollar investment. You know, say the organization makes five thousand a month or ten thousand a month, will give you two and a half thousand dollars a month. Um, on your investment and um, I think that's I think that's fair so you know after uh, I mean two and a half thousand a month that's 25,000 a year that's 50 so after four years your investments paid off and then on the fifth year you're given 25 grand or like you know even if we stick at that two and a half thousand dollars a month I think that's it. I, I honestly, I don't think that's too bad. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. I don't think that's hor That's not a horrible investment. Like it's esports. It's it's a highly volatile area. Um, I was looking up the statistics um, before the esports. Um, esports has in the last twelve months has had twenty million dollars worth of investments in Australia. Uh, Twenty million dollars. I'm asking for a hundred grand, and in five years, I'll give you one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars back. Um, so that's that's good. Um, and and half of this, like half of these esports teams, aren't even gonna give you your money back. Like the esports market's a hundred and forty-five billion dollar market. Australia, it's tiny, uh, unfortunately. But um, revenue in Australia was sixteen mil. Um, like if, if we can get someone that is actually smart enough to go, esports is going to grow in Australia. Uh, we've been around for two years, right? And we're finally in a position. Every other esports team in Australia is just like, pay your players as much as you can, get the best talent and then take some of their earnings and run out of money and shut down. All of them kind of a, a, a traditional esports as well, where they just sell merchandise. I don't see anyone in Australia, aside from maybe Power, um, but not even them. They're still more of an esports organization where they just do sports and merch. Um, I don't know of any brand in Australia or any esports team in Australia that is 
progressing in a way that I want to progress Team Militia. I want to progress in a lifestyle brand, like a like a hundred thieves or like a like a like a phase, for example. Not even I feel like optic is very traditional, right? Um, and a lot of them, I feel like a hundred thieves to a T is how I want to progress um, Team Team Militia. Uh, it, we need to be able to generate revenue so we're not relying on people. Um, and then if we don't even need investors, can you imagine that? An esports team that doesn't need investors to run um, because A, we're smart with our money. B, we, the owners and me, have jobs that pay us, right? And, and C, we can recruit the best talent because the money can go back into it. Um, there's a lot of hard work ahead of us. There is a lot of hard work and it's very slow. It's very, very slow. I wish it could move faster, but we don't have the money. We need the money. Um, and if we can get this all down packed, man, we can get apparel, like proper clothing that is TM branded, but you wouldn't, you could wear it in public or you could wear it on a night out and no one would even know. Oh, and cups and stuff like that. Man, I want cups. I want a TM cup. Um, we can progress into hiring vloggers. Um, we can do sponsored content, but we can do sponsored content across any brand. We can get a fashion blogger. We can get a, a fucking a gaming blogger. We can get a news blogger. Man, I want to get Fortnite creators to create custom maps. Um, that's next on my list. So, like, there is... So much we can do with this brand to um, out ourselves from traditional esports and and go straight into an actual company that we're not even we're a company right that does gaming and content cr creation and competes at a professional level at the top of that professional level, you know, we're not going for number one here, but like a top five, I reckon we can do a top five. Like there is so many ways to be able to branch out. And I think FaZe and 100 Thieves are kind of doing that. Um, but I think there's even improvements on that. Um, and I think being in the Australian market is amazing because we can do that on the cheap. Um, and appeal to an international audience. Um, but the, the, the talent that is available in Australia isn't as good as the overseas talent. But So we can do that same stuff on the cheap, but still grow a fan base and still grow um, a, a worldwide presence in it. Uh, and that's where I'm at at the moment. That's where I'm at. So we're looking for this $100,000 investment. Um, that'll last us more than a year, I hope. I hope, I hope it can last us more than a year if we can get a year and a half out of it. Um, but in that, in that time, we can um, start actually generating in revenue. Like if we can get our content created, even content, we can pay content. I'm, I'm going off track here, but we can pay content creators. Um, Valorant, we're going to take a percentage of their earnings. Fortnite, I'm considering if we want better talent, um, we're taking a percentage of their earnings. Um, uh, and there's certain things around what we can do with the professional talent. But at the moment, the main focus is professional talent um, while building the apparel side of things and revenue side of things. 
Um, and then we are going to progress to a more uh, content side of things. Content's good, content you can make money, uh, but uh, we need to grow the content side better. Our, I think there's probably like five people who are content creators that I actually think are worthy of being there at the moment. Everyone else is just really fucking lazy. Uh, and I don't mean lazy in the sense of that they don't stream. They all stream and they're all really good at growing their own brand. It just comes to the helping us as the organization. But that's okay. That's okay. We're still we're still new. We're still new. We're still we're still I'm still new and we're all still working things out. <clears throat> um but that's kind of it. I, um, 25 minutes, I think, is pretty good. That's There's not much else I really wanted to talk about, but that's kind of where we're at in the esports things. Every week, something's happening um, in either the real estate world or the esports world. Some weeks, it might be more heavily dominated with real estate. Some weeks, it more he might be heavily dominated in esports. But um, also looking at X-Defiant tournaments. I'm thinking of we can host a TM, um, TM tournaments, um, TMTM. But anyway, that's a that's another topic for another week. Um, this is ended up going to be a brainstorming podcast. But uh, I think that's it. Until next week, guys, um, or until something happens that I feel the need to do two a week. But I don't think we're at that point yet. But one a week, I think is doing really well. And um, thank you very much for coming out and listening. And I will see you on the next podcast. Have a lovely day, and I'll see you later. Bye.